United we stand or divided we fall. Good morning, Christian America. Maybe some of you remember that phrase. It's a phrase that's been around roughly 2,600 years. It made famous here in America by a guy named John uh, Dickinson with his song, uh, the Liberty Song. But those words ring so true today. As Christians in America, as Christians around the world, what we face in the future is going to be something that none of us are prepared for. And if we don't stand together, if we don't unite, if we don't come together as one body, as one family in Christ, and most assuredly divided, we will fall. Let's talk about that this morning as we get our weekend started off right. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here, as always, representing the Christian American Revitalization Effort. That's the Christian American Revitalization Effort, where we take it upon ourselves to try to provide you guys some inspiration, some education, and some information on the Christian faith and the issues across our nation that Christians should be tracking, should be aware of, because they affect us. They affect our beliefs. They affect our values. They affect um, our society, our communities, our school systems, our governmental systems, our institutions, our organizations, you name it. There are policies and policy proposals and implementations and just all around bad ideas that are taking shape and form in a variety of different places and on a variety of different shapes and forms that are going to impact the way that we live our lives in the future. So what we try to do here is A, inspire you to get into the word of God, inspire you to get into scripture, inspire you to understand, to learn more, to seek more knowledge and true knowledge, the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Scripture says that knowledge begins with fear of the Lord. That is so true because true wisdom, true knowledge, the truth of our world, the truth of our lives, the truth of our creation, the, the truth of our reality can all be grounded. It can all be centered. It can all be uh, traced back to God's divine plan. His inspiration, his creation, us in his image, and to live out our lives in a manner in which he predestines us, that he, that he calls us, he chooses for us. So when we have these sparks in our minds and in our hearts, when, when we have these moments of inspiration, it's God's work at hand. If we listen to him, if we contemplate on it, if we pray to him, if we study his word and ponder what it means for us, what he means to us individually as well as collectively. And it's in that light that we come to you on this podcast. The Christian American revitalization effort consists of this podcast, the Good Morning Christian America podcast. This, it consists of the ChristianAmericanTees.com website under the Christian American t-shirt company umbrella we come to you in a variety of ways. That way you can express yourself and your faith, sometimes without ever having to say a word. But should you choose to speak up, should you choose to speak out, 
which we encourage you to, that we can give you some of that education, some of that information to speak out with so that you can go into the world and speak truth to power, that you can speak life to people who may not even know that an everlasting life is possible for them. That That's God's wish that they would turn themselves towards him. And if we can take a part in that, if we can be a part of that, imagine the good that we can do together. But the world, my friends, the enemy will not go silently. The enemy travels around this earth seeking the ruin of our souls, seeking where he can sow division, where he can divide us, divide us into different groups, believers and non-believers. We can divide us even amongst the believers in this denomination or that denomination. People who say this or people who say that. Christians that are black and Christians that are white, Christians that are Hispanic, Christians that are Asian, Christians that are Indians, Christians, and whichever shape or form. The enemy is out there dividing us. And in that division, he seeks to make us weak. Because if we are divided, my friends, we will fall. United, if we stand strong, we can face the enemy. We can stand strong in that full armor of God that Paul so eloquently talks about in the sixth chapter of Ephesians. I encourage you to go read it. I reference it quite often because it hits so, so much home to me. We must stand strong and united as one body in Christ, as one family with our Father, whom we pray to as our Father. Not my father, not your father, not someone else's father, but all of our father. We need to stand strong in unity. We need to stand strong as a family. Because the body is only as strong as its weakest part. A chain is only as strong as its weakest link. So when we let the devil in amongst us, gossiping, seeking accolades, seeking prestigious positions amongst ourselves, jockeying for position, office, place, politics, church, politics. The devil seeps in and sows division. He whispers lies to everyone. And when our guard is down, we become weak. We become weak as a family. We become weak as a community. And sooner or later, we start to attack each other rather than binding together against the enemy. We have to stop attacking one another. We need to agree on the common sets of principles that Christ lays out for us in Scripture. That's why it's so important. It's not enough, ladies and gentlemen, it's not enough to go to church on Sunday. It's not enough to sit in the pew and watch somebody or listen to somebody tell you about what God says according to him or her. It's important that you yourself pick up the most important piece of literature that has ever been created and read it 
Think about it. Meditate on it. Study it. You don't have to be a scholar, but you have to at least know what Jesus says. You have to at least know the history from whence we came. You have to at least know the trials and the tribulations that God has placed in front of people in the past so that they could overcome them with his help. It's got us to where we are today. You got to understand the wisdom of scripture. We can't comprehend even with the help of scripture, even with the help of the scholars, even with the help of the prophets. We truly can't understand why God does what he does, why things happen the way they happen. But scripture tells us to lean not on our own understanding. If you think that you understand exactly what God is doing, chances are you're wrong. Because we can't see that far. We can't see where we've been and we can't see where we're going. But God, my friends, is from everlasting to everlasting. But what we can do is we can look back on the word that he's given us. What we can do is we can read about the people who have come before us, the people who have been dedicated to the principles that God has given us, the people that can follow and have followed the example that Jesus set for us. And if we can do that together as a community, as a family, united, there is nothing that the world can do to break us down. Now you can say that what other people do is none of my business because I trust in the Lord, because Jesus Christ is my Lord and my savior. And so I'm good, I'm saved. I'm going to those pearly gates, I'm on that righteous road. I'm set for eternal life. You can say that. And by all means, I, I, I hope and I pray that you're right. But imagine if Peter would have said that. Imagine if Thomas would have said that. Imagine if John the Beloved would have said that. Imagine if Paul would have said that after his encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus. Imagine if they would have said that. Imagine if they would have continued to lock their doors as a small little community of 11 men, knowing Jesus, walking with him, knowing the word that would eventually be written down in the pages of this text. Imagine if they took that wealth of knowledge. Imagine if they took that experience and never shared it with anyone else, never stood strong in the courthouse square, never stood strong against the Pharisees of their day, when the Pharisees told them to never speak in the name of Jesus ever again, never speak in the name of Jesus from Nazareth. Imagine if they would have taken that order and obeyed it. How could we fault them for listening to the people who govern their community, the people in charge? How could we fault them for doing that? 
They could have easily done it. And if they would have done it, this whole world would be lost right now more than it already is. It was incumbent upon them to stand strong, face the enemy, and trust in the Lord. And even then, those 11 men weren't enough. Even then, Jesus came to a persecutor in the name of Saul of Tarsus and had to blind him on his way to persecute more Christians and stand in front of him and tell him, show him that Jesus is the Lord, that he is the Son of God and transform that man so that he would be a light to the Gentiles because God called him to. God calls us as believers in him, that we stand strong together, that we are one family, we are one unit, and we will not let the world break us, divide us, shake us, turn us against each other. We must be one body. And I don't think anyone else can say it better than the Apostle Paul. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to share with you, because I can't speak as eloquently as Paul puts this. So I'm going to share with you right now just a portion of, of Scripture from the first chapter, or excuse me, the first book uh, of the first letter to the Corinthians that Paul writes, chapter 12, verse 12. And Paul says, as a body is one, though it has many parts, and all the parts of the body, though many, are one body, so also Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free persons, and we were all given to drink of one spirit. Now the body is not a single part, but many. If a foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it does not for this reason be, be, belong any less to the body. Or if an ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not, long, I do not belong to the body. It does not for this reason belong any less to the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God placed the parts, each one of them, in the body as he intended. If they were all one part, where would the body be? But as it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I do not need you, nor again the feet, the, the head to the feet, I do not need you. 
Indeed, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are all the more necessary. And those parts of the body that we consider less honorable, we should we surround with greater honor. And our less presentable parts are treated with greater propriety. Whereas our more presentable parts do not need this. But God has so constructed the body as to give great honor to a part of to a part that is without it so that there may be no division in the body but that the parts may have the same concern for one another if one part suffers all parts suffer with it if one part is honored all parts share in its joy if we only acted as Paul tells us to act if we only shared in each other's joy, if we only suffered when one of us suffers, when one church gets shut down because their government tells them, we should all suffer and we should all rise up against that. When one child is murdered in the womb, we should all suffer and we should all rise up against that act. When one marriage is dissolved, when the sanctity of a biblical, divinely inspired, ordained bond between one man and one woman, bonded together by God, under God, to become one flesh, as scripture tells us, when that is trampled on, we should all rise up in defense. We are all one body. If we all stand united as one, if we all suffer when one suffers and we all share in the joy when one prospers, do you know the good that we could do across this nation? Do you know the good that we could do across this world? If we acted as one, if we stood united, my friends, we have to stop the divisions against one another. We face an enemy today similar to the ones that we faced in the past by the hand of the same enemy of God that was then is here now. He walks across the world. He travels to and fro. The first and second chapters of Job, if you're not familiar with Job, Job is an upright man dedicated to God who praises him at all times. And when God is present, it says at the beginning of both chapters, one and two, that the people of the Lord came to visit the Lord, came to see the Lord. And Satan came with him. Second chapter, once again, the people of the Lord came to the Lord and Satan came with him. Both times God asked Satan, what have you been doing? Where have you been? And both times Satan says, 
I've been walking around the earth, traveling to and fro. My friends, he's still walking around the earth, traveling to and fro, infecting his poison, injecting his poison, infecting our communities, affecting our psyche, affecting our families, trying to sow divisions within them, trying to dissolve them, trying to make us weak because he knows when we are divided, we are easy prey. But when we are united and not united over nonsense, we can't be united over the fo a football team. We can't be united over, you know, I'm from this block and these people are from that block. I'm from this state and, you know, these people are from that state. When we are united in something good and something just and something righteous, when we are united under Christ, my friends, the enemy stands no chance. The enemy stands no chance. And that is a place where we need to get to. And it starts with you. It starts with me. It starts with the individual and it grows into that individual's family, the children, the spouse, the mother, the father, the sister, the brother, the son, the daughter. It starts individually with an individual relationship with Jesus. And then it grows to a family relationship under Christ where the two become one flesh in marriage and they have children. And then it grows into the community the community that grows into what Paul discusses in this passage that I just read, that we are all one in together. When we act as a unit, when we support one another, when we help one another and share in the joys and the blessings of one another without jealousy, without malice, without ill intent, we win. We can win on this earth. We can stand strong on this earth. Being a follower of Christ is difficult and will be difficult. We will always face an enemy that wants to see our destruction, but we do not have to be destroyed. Yes, God wins in the end. But wouldn't you want to be a part of that winning team? Wouldn't you want to be one of the ones that stand strong for your faith, for your family, for your community, for your country? I ask you to think about that this weekend. When you spend time with your family and your friends, I ask you to think about that long and hard. Because united we can stand, but divided, we most assuredly will fall. And so if you like what we do here, if you support what we're trying to do here with the Christian American Revitalization Effort, I ask that you share this video. I'd ask that you subscribe to this video wherever it is that you're watching it. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, the YouTube channel is the Good Morning Christian America YouTube channel. If you're watching this on Rumble, this is where most of our videos are going to go now on Rumble rumble.com and then search us out the christian american community 
you'll see, you'll hopefully you'll find this channel, you subscribe to this channel and you share it with your friends on other social media platforms. You see, that's how that works. We can grow exponentially when you share to two of your friends and two of your friends share to two of their friends pretty soon you know that replicates a couple more times and we have a ton of people a ton of christians a ton of individuals within our family and our community that are all encouraging that are all taking part in the goodness and the blessings that's happening happening to one another we're all being inspired we're all being informed we're all being educated on the things that matter and imagine a world where this continues it doesn't have to be a dream you don't have to imagine it you can take part in it and it can happen so with that ladies and gentlemen uh have a blessed weekend think about the words that were given here today think about paul's message about being one body in christ think about how you and your family and the rest of the Christian American community can grow stronger than ever before. Because we're, we're going to need that. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, until Monday, where we come to you again uh, through the, uh, to, to go through the Gospel of Mark, Chapter 4. You guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.